0: I think we're still the number one club for the least amount of membership cancellations and um, the members in many ways will never know how important that was for the club because if we had, you know, a million dollars worth of cancellations, we're, we're in
1: trouble. Episode 10 of the Talking Points, we've got the CEO Gary Pert with us to give a bit of an update on all things off the footy field. Welcome Pertie. Thanks Ben. It's been a challenging year no doubt for the club and a financial hit is obviously going to happen with this COVID situation. How is the club tracking at the moment?
0: Well I think everyone's got their head around now that, um, the fact that the AFL is being hugely impacted by the Uh, the pandemic and every club will be the same. So um, we're no different, it's it's been a hugely tough year. Uh, We've tried to be as transparent as possible with our supporters. And um, in many ways, you don't know the financial impact until you see how the season rolls out. And it certainly had some major changes along that way. We started off thinking it might be a financial impact over $8 million. Um, because when the pandemic was announced all of a sudden we weren't going to have crowds at games membership stopped because people were saying all right well I'm not going to be able to go to the game so all your revenue streams started to stop we were thinking that a lot of our sponsors um, would be in difficult circumstances themselves in their own industries and we might have some of our um, sponsors cancel out as well but um it's been a uh, an amazing rallying of the club uh, during the year i've been so proud of how the club's dealt with it but all our um stakeholders and all our members and and supporters have been so critically important um from a membership point of view where we were budgeting maybe to have a lot of membership cancellations I think we're still the number one club for the least amount of membership cancellations and um, the members in many ways will never know how important that was for the club because if we had you know a million dollars worth of cancellations we're we're in real trouble At the same time, from a cash flow point of view, because we weren't getting the revenues coming in, uh, we launched a fundraising and donation campaign as well, and we set a target of a million dollars. And again, the supporters, our stakeholders, our corporate clients have been amazing the whole year, and that million dollar target, I'd like to think by the time we get to Christmas, um, will be pretty well around that mark. So um, sponsors have stayed in, and many of them are in the process of re-signing for next year our major sponsors our members have stuck strong with the club and have just been so supportive um and kept financially supporting and and supporting the um the team Uh, we've had to renegotiate the majority of our contracts with the state government with the mcc uh, with the afl they've been critically important um, and make sure that the alice springs game went ahead that's worth seven or eight hundred thousand dollars to us every year so um to make sure working with the northern territory government and aflnt um, these are all been key contributors to the point that uh, it'll be a much smaller impact and three million dollars is still a lot of money it'll take us you know two or three years to recover from but um i think in a lot of ways the entire club has helped minimize
1: that on the back of all that work, we're going to be an unassisted club, which is a really good result for the fans at home watching. What are the benefits of that? Yeah, and I, I,
0: the fans and, and members should sit back and, and really give themselves a pat on the back. And I've made it very clear to everyone at the club, including the players, how important um, the fans have been uh, to put us in a position where we won't be requiring a loan from the AFL and the banks why that's really important and we, we wanted to do everything possible for that not to be the case because if we take a loan from the AFL and the banks uh, there'll be obligations there'll be commitments that we'll have to agree to as part of um, taking that money um, that no doubt would uh, compromise our ability for the board and myself as CEO and the football program to make the decisions we want to make about what's in the best interests of our football program and that um, would apply until you pay that money back. So it was really important we were unassisted and um, in so many different ways. That's uh, because of the support of the the members and the supporters have given us the cash flow that's allowed to get us to that point. And I said before, we'll make a loss of $3 million um, and we'll still be unassisted. Uh, we won't be taking on any extra debt to actually get through this pandemic. Um, assuming we don't have another disaster next year. Um, and that's all come about because, you know, several years ago the board decided to sell the Oak gaming operation, take that money and put it into an investment portfolio. Um, they certainly weren't anticipating something like a pandemic, but they actually wanted to have the flexibility to have that money invested to, to either use to pay down debt, which part of it has been, um to to put into our home base facility when that happens over the next couple of years but what it's allowed us to do that balance street the balance sheet has allowed us to um ride through this pandemic in a way that a a lot of other clubs won't be able to do so um uh, it was a very good decision by the board several years ago and it's it's helped us right at the moment
1: on the back of all that, how has this affected the facility and um, how are we progressing with that? Because obviously it's something that we're wanting to have as a club where the whole footy department can be with the, the staff. So are we still on track with that despite COVID? Um,
0: we're still on track. It probably slowed it down a little bit because at the start of the year, the state government obviously had their hands full and to be quite honest, we were in survival mode as an industry and as a club. Um, But we're already back engaged now with the state government. We have a working party with them. Uh, We've had our second allocation of funding from the government to continue that working party progressing through. Um, I'm really happy where it's at. Uh, Quietly excited about where we're at, but um, really, I can't wait for the time until I can go through it with a little bit more detail with the supporters and members about um, what things potentially look like in the future. But still, too early. We're we're working through all the the AFL, the state government, all the um, critical stakeholders in the mix. But um, it's well and truly on track.
1: In terms of our current setup, we're obviously up here in Maricichador, uh, enjoying hub life. We're two months in. How are you finding it? Obviously, much nicer off the back of a win, but are you adapting to everything up here? Um, the hub life is really
0: interesting. It's um, because what we've got is we've got uh, you know like 120 people from the club. Um, living every minute together every day and we're having breakfast, lunch and dinner and uh, quite often we're having team meetings with the players and their families and kids are in the room. We've, we've really set ourselves to say um, we're a group, we're away. There'll be times when the players have to go in a state and the coaches and go off and hopefully win games and then come back to the the families within the hub. And everyone has been amazing in the way they've dealt with it. But, you know, you raise that point of when you have a win, yes, it's fantastic. Um, and I've been part of that when you have great wins, whether it's against Hawthorne or against Collingwood, uh, St Kilda, and, and then you come back to the hub and, and you've got family and the kids and the whole club here to, to really enjoy that together. Um, at the same time, it's pretty tough when you're not winning because you, you in a lot of ways you can't escape football. We're, we're sort of in such close quarters here. So um, it's a challenging time for all clubs. It's certainly something that our wildest dreams we could never have thought up. Um, but we're, we're here for performance. We, we set ourselves from the time we rolled up here to say we're here for one purpose, to, to perform, to win games, to take steps closer to making the finals. And we make no apologies for the fact that our expectations, and the, we've said this to the supporters at the start of the year and our expectation still is um, to be back in the finals and, and being a threat in those finals. So we've still got a lot of work to do. But I think the fact that the program has got to a point where with the remaining games, if we do our part, we're not having to sit back and rely on other teams to help us out or get us over the line. If we keep on winning games and we play our best style of football, um, we can put ourselves in the finals. And like I said, if we've got momentum there um, and we've got a fit list, which we seem to have our, our list um, compared to a lot of the clubs is, is healthy yes tired because of the short four and five week uh, four or five day turnaround um, but it's a we've got the majority of the list available every game um, that's really important in that lead into the final so um, that's our expectation and still is
1: It's a year where fans can't be as involved as usual. You're in the meetings, you're in a sanctum, seeing everything behind the scenes. Can you give them some confidence that the whole footy department is on the right track? Oh, yeah, because sometimes we, we can focus on one element and, I, and supporters do it,
0: the media do it. It's very easy to um, focus on a particular um, coaching move or a particular player, whether they're performing well or not. But what's going to get us into the finals is the program. So the program is about us bringing the right players in into the list this year um, and we've brought players in that have already contributed. I think, you know, we've seen Rivers, we've seen Coszy Pickett, we've seen Luke Jackson all come in and make a contribution straight away um, and we're pretty excited about their um, potential. But um, Tomlinson and um, Langdon playing on the, uh, the wings again have been really in co- important inclusions and Brownie on the weekend. Uh, so we've brought New players into the group, and what that does is it, it it bolsters us. But you also see that we've we've had to play around with the lineup. What is our ideal lineup? And in in some ways, uh, teams that are let's say call it more mature in their life cycle would have that a bit more set. We're, we're still trialing and we're still trying to test to go. What is the best combination? And um, so the the talent in the on our list is part of that program, then to get that list fit and available to be picked each week. And I think Darren Burgess has done magnificent work in the preseason, and he continues to do that in the hub and keep the list uh, healthy and, and available. And then it comes down to um, the game day, and so much of what we've seen, and I don't have to tell the supporters about this. We've all done it. We've, it's it's been a roller coaster year, and we've seen some of the best football played by the team in recent times, and we've seen some uh, pretty poor quarters and some um, uh, a couple of games which were hard to watch for everyone. And, and that variation, again, is something, if, if we're gonna be making the finals and be a real threat in the finals, it, it's about the best teams aren't necessarily playing a higher standard than what we've put out as our best. What we need to be doing is we need to be playing for four quarters. And we've seen that in games this year. Um, like I said, is the uh, when you watch the Hawthorne game, when you watch the Collingwood game, uh, you know we see th- their four-quarter efforts, That's and that's what it's got to look like. And when we start to mature, we start to settle down the list, but also we start to execute the plan over the entire four quarters, and we do it every week, that's when we're going to be at our best. Um, we've seen some games uh, this season that have been really costly for us because we might be sticking to the game plan and for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or for one quarter we drop off that game plan and against the good teams that's enough for them to score against you and, and it can cost you the result in the end. And we've seen that and like I said, that's the work we're doing as we lead into the finals is about really getting that Um, entrenched so we're playing at our best for the four quarters and we can roll up and every week even even if we drop off in a particular week it's a very small drop off the best teams that are in the top four they're there for a reason because their um, their lower performances are not that far off their best performances and that's what um, that's the path that we're
1: on. Well, hopefully we can keep the momentum going this Thursday. Purdy, thanks for your time on Talking Points. Great. Thanks, Ben.